0: Monday Night Raw Podcast on the channels It's am Doing the damn thing WWE Uh, Let's go A little bit Upset right now Oh my goodness How many times you gonna come on this podcast Upset Well This time around Fortunately for us in the WWE Universe, I don't have WWE to blame for my uh, upset demeanor. So, like my man Drew McIntyre said, I've got a damn good idea, and that is getting rid of all of these fucking bullshit issues for a moment. Just a moment. And we gonna build on this WWE product. And I'll probably feel better after the fact. Because I ain't not think Raw was that bad last night. Let's go to war for it. Um, open up the show. I really was not a fan of the, the little Bobby Lashley, Lana Rusev, divorce, cup nonsense. Still not really, but... You know, it's something that has gone to the form of attention from the WWE universe. People are happy about watching it. But when you actually learn the motives behind it, like, you're going to watch anyway. And you're not supposed to really be, you know, interested. Like, it's a different form of intrigue, you know, like, capitalizing on some form of cringe. I mean, you know, you try your hand enough times about to hit a couple and that's obviously what took place this morning well this morning part of me uh last night on road. part of me this shit is uh, getting a little bit upset dealing with these people this morning just a little Yes, please, please pardon me. We are here, though. So, I'm not really uh, the most excited about the divorce segment going in, but it actually was entertaining for the most part. I have my man King in the brain, uh, you know, facilitating. And, uh, you know, even though Lana isn't the greatest, she still is uh, you know, funny from that cringe space. like when I went into it, looking at it the way that Mr. McMahon wants people to view it. it's um it's it's actually really funny., <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's just me and working on my sense of humor. Oh no, it's actually getting worse. Oh no, believe me, it's getting better because there's a form of tolerance that I have to some things, you know, just looking around in real life and seeing this nonsense just tells me that people can definitely have it worse. A lot of Bobby Lashley and Rusev all did exactly what they needed to do. You know, it was a good segment. Uh, We all knew that it was leading to a match between Bobby Lashley and Rusev. And, you know, the people are now invested somewhat. They know the story. They actually want to see... A defined winner. And, yeah, there that went. Bobby Lashley. Blondes are off limits in America, bro. I guess you didn't know that. But, um, it looks like you're having a good time. So, we're going to see how long this lasts for. But, um, I mean, maybe for the foreseeable future. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, bro. Turn around. Street Profits segment, in case we don't get to that later on. I give that one a 10. It was not corny. It was actually very funny and in my opinion I believe it was a take on the situation between the XFL and the Saturday Night Live guys. Now I really wasn't a fan of how these guys were portrayed on WWE TV. And I don't know if that was by accident or by design. Because I really just wasn't feeling it. I didn't think these guys were funny. I didn't um I didn't necessarily enjoy their, their WrestleMania correspondence duties. Like, it didn't, like, I figured they would have... Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. I figured they would have a little bit more, you know, of a, com- a comical element, you know, but if WWE wanted us to not care about Saturday Night Love, then we damn sure don't care about it now. I mean, we repping for XFL. I'm gonna watch the XFL just... Just make that clear. It is what it is. And I know I'm probably going to enjoy the XFL, like, a great deal. So, yeah, watching uh, WWE uh, have the Street Profits get to the next level, you know, and throw in the things they did. But just, it was good stuff. The the, the straight faces after the silly chuckles. And it, it was just good stuff. Bobby Lashley run. Anyway, that was a cool opening segment. I mean, it kept people intrigued for the most part, you know, and that's really what matters. You know, it, it, people were watching and it was it was entertaining. You know, Lana does the very most on that microphone. And uh, like if anything is cringy, if anything was a car wreck with that, then, uh yeah, it's Lana getting real high pitched and mm-hmm. scratchy and raspy. So, um, yeah it was it was good stuff i i appreciated, uh just what they were trying to you know portray because plenty of people in america go through divorce and you know the, the side pieces or you know the rebounds or whatever i'm not even you know what i mean like oh man you know this is what i mean i can't even really get into too much of it so troll on into the next match We had my man Drew McIntyre, Scottish Psychopath, taking on the legend Matt Hardy himself. How does Matt Hardy feel about the Series 24? I am very, very interested to know. I was watching something WWE-esque, I would say a couple of months back by now. And um, you know, Matt Hardy being one of my first favorite guys you know, from childhood, obviously. Um, seeing him go through this evolution of every process, you know, of uh, forms of reincarnation, you know, traveling across time and space. I've literally been the fly and the spider on the wall a few times. Uh, myself and George Washington have sat with coffee whilst he was... uh Well, let's just say before he was a giraffe, but that spirit of George Washington that is in there, you know, like some would say that I've rode on the boat with the uh, great leader. But that's something that you'd have to really understand Matt Hardy's universe to uh, really comprehend with that. Free the delete. I haven't been watching. I'm actually going to get into watching only because I owe it to Matt Hardy. You don't understand, and all the other things that he's been doing, you know. I've been always supportive of Matt Hardy, but Free the Delete, I believe, is House Hardy. And I've been waiting for House Hardy since the Halloween special. We're waiting for the return, a resurgence, or something like that. So I would like to see what Brother Matthew has uh, concocted out of his amazingly twisted mind so um yeah he went in there took on matt hardy drew mcintyre and uh you know again i'm not i'm not big on this the over-reliance on trying to garner heat off of you using you know people's families as you know the base uh, you know like oh you're gonna watch out of habit of hope anyway oh ha, 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 i'm a billionaire what you gonna do about it well I don't really have much to say. Uh, things... The, the the fans will begin to speak in droves once they're annoyed with this family angle with every single superstar. Hi, Sasha. We're doing that with Sasha and Lacey on SmackDown. You know, we got it with Miz and Bray. We definitely know that we're building toward... the the event, you know, TLC streaming Sunday, live on the WWE network, so I can I can comprehend it, you know, but it's like man, we gonna use all it's like, every single match need a tope does every single match need a frog splash you know does every single, you know segment need to use children, you know people's families as like the the, the heat part, like, come on, man. That's eh, you know what I'm saying? But, like, like, Drew McIntyre is supposed to be much more of a devastating force than that, so he shouldn't have to, you know, stoop to those tactics to get a fight out of someone, let alone a legend like Matt Hardy. Now, this isn't me complaining about it at all. I mean, Matt Hardy had a good match early twist of fate. Uh, Drew weathered the storm and, uh, you know, came through. With the victory, it was a pretty cool match. It didn't last very long. Claymore picked up the victory on Matt Hardy. Uh, you know, we just want we want Matt Hardy to let us know how he feels about Jack Bauer. You know, I don't know how many months we got doing this with the man. Don't know how many months we got left with it. But if there's something that can be done, I want to aid in whatever way I can. So, Sasha Bailey, please. Can y'all, well, not you barely. You, you fall back. But can we, uh, you know, can we get that through to Matt Hardy? Let him know that uh, we want to know what he feel about 24. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go from there and see if something can come about. And I'm going to take this small moment before we get into the next segment to wish Brother Nero the best. It's all clear. What uh, what's going on with them, and you know you you wanna you wanna hold the hands and you know uplift and boost them up. Sometimes you wanna smack them in the face or the back of the head to get them rattled and you know recalibrated. Like you gotta hit the TV to get the static out back in the day. I really don't know what it would take to get Jeff Hardy back on point, but what we can. What we can provide is love and report from our side here in the shadows of the WWE Universe. So, get well, Jeff Hardy. We believe in you. And aggressively tackling, you know, the problem in the name of finding and executing a solution effectively, yo, we all here for it. So, Let's go, Jeff Hardy! Clap, 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 clap! Let's go, Jeff Hardy! Next match, let's go! What's going on? So, uh, the very next match we had over no. Oh, wait a minute! There's a running thread last night with KO and Seth Rollins and the AOP, along with Oscar and Kyrie Sand, the Kabuki Warriors and Charlotte and Becky with the Women's Tag Team Championships. I actually like these little small moments It's been a while Like they do it But it just has been a while Since it actually felt important You know like Okay we've had a match We've had a couple of other random segments Had a couple commercial breaks But here goes us cutting back To the backstage area With given Superstar Walking around Continuing their story Throughout the night That was good that was good stuff. Seth, K.O., A.O.P., they're all, uh, you know, playing playing the parts. I don't know if we're going to get to it. I don't know if WWE.com uh, even brought it up in the highlights, but we will get there when we get there. So, with that, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, defeated the Street Profits in an open challenge for... The Royal Tag Team Championships, fun match, quick paced. <laughs> I actually didn't expect the uh, the Street Profits to come out. No comparison, but when we think when we were thinking about what tag team could come out, you know, to take on the Viking Raiders, it's like okay, the OC are uh, I think they're preoccupied right now, and that might not be something they want to pull the trigger on just yet. You know, let the OC continue to you know, uh, you know, build that best tag team in the world gimmick because it's going swimmingly, uh, in my opinion. So, who could it be? And this is how I felt back when it was like women's tag team championships open challenges or something like that or something like that. But then the Iconics came out and it's like, oh yeah, the Iconics. Oh my goodness. So exciting. Like, we love the Iconics. You know? So, uh, very good match Montez Went and did his front flip tope Off of the side of the hard cam And it's like okay good Because if he Because now he can actually put a little bit of a, Put a little bit of a gauge On just how much Jumping around he's going to be doing Because oh it's clear that boy got hops it, it, We all know We all know you got we got, he got hops for it You got it man So keep it up just keep it up, and yo man, uh, Dawkins. Like these guys are just two peas in the pod, man. They they work together well. The, I'm, you know, entrance whatever. You know what I'm saying? But they've really been like every superstar you know wants to do what they're told to continue getting tv time and they will be you know eventually rewarded with something that's actually really good based on the character development that's taken place thus far this is the way i see things the little monday after was it monday after the weekend that that was good it was good you know it's it's it is somewhat of a recap it's comical they've been trying to push a segment like this for a while from some years ago really with uh the Rosebuds or something like that. Or the, the Rosebush. Something back with Adam Rose. Shouts to him. Uh, hope he's doing well in all of his endeavors. But, um, yeah, so uh, Viking Raiders pick up the victory. It definitely seemed as if uh, the, o- the, oh, see, the Street Profits were going to actually pick up a quick victory. But it's like, no way. The Viking Raiders have been on a tear recently. Their momentum is is one of the, they have one of the best momentums in the tag division right now. You know what I mean? Like, they're on a good streak regardless of beating up locals or not it's like right now that team has been made to look very strong so we're not about to just have them lose the tag team championships this is some guys that are challenging for the first time right regardless of how much you like the street profits you know what i mean i'm not really one that's trying to be biased and i don't necessarily believe in participation trophies you know like, okay you guys have been on the road for long enough here's your tag titles no if anything the participation trophy i think Montez and Dawkins will both feel the same way. But the participation trophy was the opportunity to, you know, display their talents to the WWE universe and fight for the Raw Tag Team Championships, which can eventually happen in uh, in future weeks. But for right now, it, it was good the way it was. They All three elements of the match from all the sides was great. One of the moments I say I would honestly just want... I would have wanted was like one more cartwheel between uh, Montez and, lol, Viking Raider, number one, and there's no order. I don't. I just don't remember the difference between Eric and Ivar. Wait, who was it? Ivar. Alright, that was Ivar that does the cartwheel. But I think they did like two of them but if they would have added a third one, it would have just been a really fun, comical element. Like, no, any, like you do it and I'm doing it, and we can both do it at the same time again and again and again. Just just for the storyline purpose, like, you know, it was just, it was funny, you know, enough. Like, whatever. But, like I said, all in all, it was a good tag match. I enjoyed it. And the Viking Raiders retain the uh, Tag Team Championships for Monday Night Raw. Now! Kevin Owens is backstage, now he's running around, he's totally, uh, I don't really like using the word, because these guys can defend themselves, but, he's somewhat paranoid, but he's ready for the fight, oh, I know y'all are gonna beat me up anyway, that is a very bad way to go into things, lane, alright, we got that out the way, you know, you know, good, now, you, you can't go about life being over your shoulder. You know, like, yeah, you want to keep your head on a swivel, but you definitely need to be looking in front of you. You want to have eyes in the back of your head, obviously, but uh, look, if if something's going to hit you where they want to catch you when you least expect it, it's going to hit you, and you're not going to expect it, regardless if your head's on a swivel, if you got your UAVs on, if you if you got your shades in the back, if you're wearing glasses with extra bifocals, if you got the little Google Glass with the mirror in the back, so you got the sidebar, side mirror on the, on the side. No, it doesn't matter. KO running around, scared of and eh. He's backstage. Um, Rey Mysterio offers a, a hand of advice. Not a hand of advice, pardon me. He offers an equalizer of sorts, and uh, it gives him the steel pipe pose but uh that only uh got him but so far is uh yeah what are you doing pardon me folks still dealing with nasties all over the place people gonna figure it out today pardon me nasties all over the road this morning nasties i give a damn so um yeah ko was uh running around paranoid enough and uh we had him get backstage ray mysterio gave him some help in the form of the steel pipe as the equalizer and uh as he continues walking around searching for aop throughout the night he runs into Mojo Raleigh. Now he's asking backstage hands. You seen him? You seen him? We seen AOP? You seen AOP? Nope. No, sir. Get to Mojo. What up, Mojo? And, uh, seen him? Yeah, they went that way. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, man. They went that way. Oh, man, man. Look. And any he points in both directions. Like, which way did he go, George? I don't. Sometimes I really dislike laughing at some of the stuff that Mr. McMahon dares to put on WWE TV, but it's like, yo, it's so silly, like, I've watched enough cartoons to find it comical, but maybe because I was just raised, uh, by the old school, you know, not necessarily in the old school, you know, it's something that, you know, does, you know, strike, uh, the the funny chord, you know, with me. So, uh, Mojo trying to be sarcastic caught a hot one for his troubles straight from KO, and uh, yeah, uh, out comes uh, KO to the ring, and he's ready to call AOP out. I believe either AOP is Seth or something like that, and Sami Zayn's music hits. And he brings out... He's out there with Mojo. So, Sami Zayn is on Raw due to... First of all, RP the the wild card rule. You will forever live on. on Under Night. Now, he's over there underneath the... What is it? Uh, Oh, my goodness. I want to get this right. It was the... Managerial licensing clause some shit like that. What ever? Sami Zayn's on Raw. Oh, he's a great liberator. <sighs> you know what, Vince? Whatever. If this is what we're doing with Sami Zayn. At least we've got something to do with Sami Zayn. Like, at least you know it's another superstar, and he actually does have a little bit of cloud. He's running around with Cesaro. He's running around with uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura. It would be awesome, but I think it would kind of rain a little bit on the architects of pain. You know, like it would just dilute it a little bit if Sheamus was to join along. Even though I do personally. Uh, like the idea of the bar getting back together and aligning themselves with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Naka Continental But I don't really think they're gonna go that direction. It'd be cool if they did I'm thinking that Mojo is coming over to Smackdown or Sami Zayn is literally just building a, a, An entire army on both brands because of his managerial licensing But But look, I'm already sounding like a silly silly we're trying to think of forms of continuity or find forms of continuity in the product and make it make sense nice little direction and kind of going especially since that person that actually got the job ain't impressing the uh, WWE universe like that. And I'm not hating on anybody that has that job. I just know WWE posted the opening some time ago. We don't know whatever came of it, but I assume somebody got the job and they're, uh, you know, trying to earn their check. So, with that, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn comes out, literally tries to save Kevin Owens. Let's him know he's trying to, you know, help him out. Like, you know, you didn't mean to slap Mojo, so you should apologize. He didn't apologize. Uh, he stunned uh, Mojo, and, you know, that was uh, interesting. Apparently, this brings uh, Seth out. It was a lot going on with that segment, actually, a whole lot. But um well, okay, let's just get into the rest of the story. I'm not even too sure where Rey Mysterio had something to do with this again. I forget. All I know is he handed him the steel pipe. Uh, pardon me for forgetting some of it. Because we do know that uh, a lot. Wait, let's say KO got the stunner in and then went backstage. Let's just move to that. Goes backstage. He's searching for AOP. And uh, it was it got real crazy for him because he did find them well he did find the van that they came in on and it was a great looking van blacked out with tents man that's that great that van looked awesome in my opinion i liked it I, i've been liking it like it's just a real cool uh convoy to enter on but whatever right because he's destroying the van defacing the property and you know he didn't pay for it you know mean, like he didn't pay for that vid, He's destroyed property. Now, granted, AOP have been beating up on him. But why? Uh, I mean, he wanted to retaliate in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Completely destroyed the locking mechanism. Broke out a lot of the windows. Dented up the vehicle. You know, used the steel pipe to, you know, hit, to, to its maximum uh, capacity in this scenario. So, now... He gets to the back. He knocks the door off, or knocks the lock off. The door opens. The door tries to pull a person out of a seat, a canoe. I ain't know what that was, but um, yeah. Funny enough, AOP come through, jumping from behind. Uh oh! Now they beating him up. They, it was bad. They took the back. They took that van door and slammed it into his head. Brutal. And uh, then turns around the chair dude in the black hoodie and he lift it up at his Seth freaking Rollins now look y'all might not support Seth right now I'm still cool with Seth Seth is my boy you know what Seth needs with this since he's now aligned with AOP he needs that blonde back he, he need that half blonde and that shit that that's is gonna solidify the heel her um Seth we love you do do we have to ask Becky if how she feels about the blonde hair thing is that what it is is it, it was a it was not as much trolling in my opinion last night so I'm not feeling too trolly but I'm saying no uh, do we have to talk to Becky about getting this blonde back Seth do I have to start campaigning? Because every time I start campaigning, change happens. And I was, j- look, you know what? Hope KO's all right. Seth came out, quick curb stomp, came out, yelled at the crowd. I'm trying to rush through this because it's something way more important that I was about to start campaigning on. But WW, oh my goodness. Talk about God. Look at God answering prayers. We're going to get to that. So Seth comes out and literally yells at the WW universe. And this is really important also because he was saying everything. Mm. And it was so real and it was coming, like that promo was excellently written. It was coming from a very real space. It was Vince, the two-headed McMahon, clapping on the WWE Universe. Y'all are mad at Seth, he giving y'all everything y'all asking for, but now all of a sudden, Seth's not cool. What did Seth do to not be cool all of a sudden? Everybody wanted to be Universal Champion, he's Universal Champion. He beat up Brock Lesnar, well, not beat him up, but he beat Brock Lesnar two times. Got the championship back. And then what happens? He gets on, you know, All the, Lesnar gets the title back. Rollins is back on the program. But it's like, man, what was all of that? Like, like, what was it all for? You know, like, what, 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 so now what? Seth is pissed, naturally. It's understandable. I'm not mad at him being pissed about it. I'm not even mad at his former retaliation toward it. What in the hell? Pardon me, folks. Anyway, so it was actually really good stuff. You know, like, I thought that Seth was perfect there. I could be upset about, you know, oh, he's just not cool. Oh, he didn't deliver it correctly. He did. Oh, he didn't just do an instantaneous heel turn. WWE don't know. Nah, man, I thought that was perfect, especially for how he's been handling everything on Twitter, elements of good television, how, you know, the fans have received it all. Good television. You see what I mean? Like, oh, y'all are mad, but this is... This is what y'all all want to talk about it so bad. So Seth gave y'all that. And this is what we got from Seth. So now he's officially aligned with the architecture paint because the WWE Universe have wanted it. But now there's more to complain about because it didn't happen in the way they wanted it to happen. Oh, it should have just happened. They didn't need to drag it out. All right, babies. Be quiet. Stop crying and watch the show because i bet you if seth gets stunned and ko wins everybody's gonna cheer yay ko's our hero and that's no disrespect to kevin owens y'all know how i feel about kevin owens outside of storyline i think he's one of the all one of the best talents that we have on the product to date so with that uh you know, I thought that was all really good stuff, man. And Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't want to forget this. AOP. Asuka, Kyrie, San, Kabuki Warriors. Listen now. And this isn't advice. This is a potential suggestion because I have heard it in some different areas of the WWE universe. But I also really agree. I would like to see uh, the... I would like to see subtitles. That they can speak their language. But this stuff is supposed to be pre-scripted. So if it's scripted, then it's supposed to, you know, we should know the words that are being said. It would be awesome at any given moment of the show for us to get them subtitles on what these guys are talking about. Think about Charlie CrossFit. She's working real hard the past couple of weeks. And she's going in. She's having good interviews. You know, she's doing her best. Shouts to Umberto Carrillo. You know, Aiden, you whore. Aiden you whore <laughs> But um, Yeah you know She's pronouncing names She's trying to show That she's like Culturally sensitive To other people's You know what I mean Like pron- uh, Pronunciations And stuff like that And she wants to You know Understand languages So think about Charlie C Can we get some subtitles For these guys And, and then And then right Have her know the lines So You know Akam Rezar um, um, Umberto. Um, um, I, I'm sorry. Look, I'm just going in right now. Uh, ask the question. Blah blah blah. But, but Umberto speaks English just fine, and we know Eggman all do also. But just for the gimmick, Kyrie Oscar. Da 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 da. Question. 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 And here comes the answer from, you know, the superstars. And I'm or a slick response or you know smart remarks, something like that. These are heel factions. So uh you know. give him that and then here comes Charlie knowing the answer or like reading the screen or something I don't know but it could be something that is extremely funny It, it could be so let's uh let if it can be done that would be really really awesome if not no worries no worries I wouldn't be mad about it but I've been hearing some areas of the WWE universe mad at it and i think that these these languages are very rich so they sound great but we do want to know what they're saying i know i was one that asked personally for hearing these people speak their own languages to make wwe just that much more inclusive with people that you know are learning english as a second language you know what i mean or are part of you know like the albanian culture or whatever because we know that wwe is a global market global brand you know so that like has a global presence. So maybe we could get that. Maybe not. It's all good. However, it works out. But um, that was just a thought that I had, you know, regarding all of that stuff. Uh, good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. You know, Seth hit the stomp backstage. KO laid out. was cool. The ambulance people, which is something that I was personally laughing about. I wanted to troll about it. And I was in my own little ways. But it was like, look. These EMT workers ain't very trained. They are not trained very well because Ko got a neck brace on, but they all bumping around and <laughs> potentially injuring the man. Like good God, y'all! He's <laughs> supposed to be helping him, not not trying to damn break his neck some more. But um, whatever, right? But so it, good stuff. That was a good segment. It it had a like it was a payoff at the end of the night. You know what I mean? Like with all of that searching around, Ko was doing. Oh, he definitely found what he was looking for. But regardless of that, it was a good way to just tie it all together and you know officially align stuff with the AOP. Now, Alice the Black takes on the Tozawa. Hour apparently this Sunday at TLC streaming live on the WWE Network. We're gonna have Alice the Black taking on Buddy Murphy one on one. Great, great idea. This. Is is a match of the year candidate. I am very excited to see what these men are gonna be able to do together if they're given a proper amount of time. They can, this could be a very, 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 very good matchup between the two. So we will see how it goes. I'm excited to see what those two guys can do in there with each other with like more of an amount of time. They've had their cool stories on Raw. And um Yeah, it was it was good stuff. So Alistair Black goes in there with Tizawa. Picks up the victory, uh, Tozawa had somewhat of a match. They told a good story, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, Aleister Black just, you know, he was, he had that much more for Tozawa and it was overwhelming. And I think that was really what the story was there, you know, Tozawa fought how he could, but he was dealing with the energy that he really was not ready for. So it was, needless to say, just overwhelming uh the the strength display, the speed display since I was quick and all of that, but, you know, this is this is the cruiserweight division. Well one of the finest in the cruiserweight division, you know, NXT two oh five. You know what I mean? Like he came through last week and represented for Raw, had the Raw shirt on. I thought that was a great way for Triple H to pay tops and pay homage. You know, like I thought it was a great show of respect to Raw in general and um To have Tozawa continue to be out there, like, we don't want to see him as enhancement talent, you know, like, he still does have a little bit of that superstar luster on him, so I don't want to just feed him to a bunch of, like, you know, raw superstars and such like that, but, hey, maybe he'll be on NXT television this week and pick up a good victory, we don't know, we'll see what happens, we'll see how Tozawa is, uh, you know, responded to or received by the WWE Universe in coming weeks. So um, yeah, Alistair Black picks up the victory. He has momentum going into the matchup against Buddy Murphy uh, this Sunday at TLC, streaming live on the WWE Network. Hold up, boom! Wrestle Talk stuff. The Caruso alert is something that I really do enjoy. It's it's funny because of how many times we see Charlie, but then it it it's it's fun, you know. It's like it does it makes it a little bit easier. To you know, deal with you know Charlie popping up for interviews everywhere, whoa, oh there you go again. Alright. Luckily she's hot, right? And and super strong CrossFit. But um yeah. Uh she's backstage and she's preparing to interview Umberto Carrillo. And as she's about to get into her questioning, Umberto had to stop her and up walks La Muneca, Zelina Vega. Now hold up, cuz I only speak a little bit of Spanish, not enough. And man, I have no clue what was going on there. But she came up, and like, what did Umberto try to holler at her backstage before the segment? I think the story was that he took the interview before she did it. So I don't know. It was just a lot of aggressively rapid español. And Andrade Look that little shoving match That little pushing match Yo bro We all know Umberto a little bit softer than Andrade bro Like Paul's his, his skin way softer than Andrade Andrade a little more masculine You know what I mean Like like Umberto cool He got a little bit of the handsome look And the dimples and such like that You know like Shouts to him and Angel Garza Aiden you whore But uh Yeah Andrade is a little bit more grizzled you know what I mean? Like he, he's a little more aggressive. He's got, uh, you know, he's just he's been on a little bit more of a streak. He's got momentum more so on his side than Umberto does right now. But Umberto, totally with the new with the track, the name, with, yeah, with the track change and stuff, stuff like that. I would say Umberto needs to nod his head to be a little bit more uh, personable instead of just like, yeah, I'm just happy to be here, Mr. McMahon. Thank you. Like yes, of course, but. That song is actually really good. The first one was cool too, but it was a little too cool for trying, to, for you know, trying to get a new superstar over. So since he's got the new track, you know, like you know, let him get some, uh, let, him, let him get a little, put a little bit of, you know, dazzle on his character when he's coming out to the ring. The people might like that. They might take to it a little more. And you know, the Spanish-speaking audience is definitely in attendance. So, you know, let's uh. Let's take some advantage of this and really see if we could get Umberto over because he he's got the look and he's got a little bit of the skills. So uh, yeah, let's let's believe in him. You know, I don't want to say he was forced on me, you know what I mean. But I I somewhat adopted him from you know just from a fan standpoint or whatever from one watching. You know, I've adopted him. I like him. <laughs> you know, like he's alright. So just keep him around if we want to keep him around for the longest time possible. Then, yeah, let them let them show a little bit more of that character. It's in there. We can tell us in there. So, yeah, Umberto actually picks up the victory because of the, the, the distraction from Zelina Vega, and then Andrade's arguing with her, and it's like, no, they're not about to break up. They better not break up, bitch. Please don't break these two up. I mean, whatever the storyline is going to be, like, let them let them fight and let them make up, so then they can say, yeah, look, they done had their ups and downs, but they still going strong. That's. That would be nice. That would be nice. Or does Umberto get him a new manager? Ooh, we. I don't know. I'm just, I've been so accustomed to seeing Umberto. I'm just, uh, Andrade and Selena, you know, like those two are synonymous. Like you can't see one without the other. I heard something real cool the other day. Like, look, you we all know that these two are a package deal. You know, so let's uh let's respect that. And 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 I'm gonna see where this storyline goes, just because it <laughs> it is a little intriguing like i said it was like trolling (laughs) you know but they say it was no trolling uh last night so yeah good stuff uh from all three superstars involved uh i hope this don't get too crazy let's not make Zelina vega into like the jezebel please you know like please but yeah whatever right good stuff umberto picks up the victory hands andrade his first loss in a while on monday night raw so apparently they want y'all to get invested in umberto carrillo also and why not next buddy murphy takes on zach ryder Shouts to the gratitude. It was a time where he was not on WWE TV at all for, what, a year? Almost going on a year. And then we've been seeing more of Zack Ryder, whether it be, you know, just a random segment with somebody coming from backstage, you know, with the Survivor Series build, guys coming out representing their brands 24-7 segments from months ago. Uh, You know, however it works But him and Curt Hawkins. I mean... Shouts to the Ascension and we wish them all the best. all four superstars seen Cara, Luke Harper, and the Ascension Connor and Victor. Uh, all the best you know with their future endeavors. And that leaves space for an enhancement tag team. And it's what it looks like with uh, Ryder and Hawkins. and they' gratu- you know they're gratuitous. You know, for the opportunities to at least go out there and be seen by the WWE universe. We'll see how long this lasts. Uh, I believe, I, I don't know, but we'll see. Either way, Buddy Murphy picks up the victory over Zack Ryder, In a you know, short match. It was alright. and um, like I wasn't upset about how that went at all, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool, like. It was good stuff. Buddy Murphy now has momentum going in. So who is gonna win? And it's crazy because he snuffed out Kurt Hawkins outside of the ring, and then came back and got the victory in the ring over Zack Ryder. So it's like, oh damn, that was that was crazy, <laughs> you know? Like, so it's gonna be definitely a good one. Uh, now, what do we get into next? Okay, so now we got KO and Seth out of the way, and um. Please, one moment. Oh, pardon me, pardon me. We still here with y'all folks. Um. Yes. So, next up, with the next thread of the night, we had the ladies, uh... Kyrie and Oscar was kicking ass last night, all over the place. Beat up Becky in the ring, now nah, and beat up Becky after the fact. Then went and beat up Charlotte. Woo wee! Look, I'm just so proud. And they all just talking in just a language, and it's aggressive. And why not? Uh, is the little dancing thing, like the crazy Oscar dancing stuff, is that like a necessity? you know like i did their, their track is cool they can do the dancing thing to it but i mean i don't know it's um it, it's it's definitely there they've definitely got the energy they look great with the championships they have great moments with just reaching out to you know or putting their hand through the television to you know reach out to the wwe universe watching at home very 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 good stuff Um. I'm, I was happy to see them looking like they were happy being used. You know, like, it was uh, very good stuff. So, um, yeah, they beat him up. Everyone could be mad. Oh, they've been keeping Becky off TV because she's getting stale. Oh, Charlotte is the golden child. First of all, shouts to the man because she going in. And I'm, it's it's a demeanor that's what that's what i think she's at and i'm gonna say becky rebecca your demeanor is there i think that people are upset at some forms of athleticism now i'm not gonna say what i think you need to do i'm just gonna say that this is what the people are upset about so they're probably looking for a little bit more of some captivating energy what that entails i don't even think i'm qualified to speak on like i'm not gonna say oh becky should learn how to do a kip-up but that might be a nice little element that was off top. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But um, either way, it was uh, it was a, a good way for them. To... Oh, they're just trying to team them up because they don't have any other stars. now we have to watch Kyrie and Oscar take on Charlotte and Becky. Okay, if you if you haven't been paying attention, Kyrie and Oscar have been a little bit of a roll. They've been winning. Now, are we going to see? This little frenemies thing happened again. Charlotte and Becky are not an odd couple. They were teammates from basically day one on the main roster. So it's not an odd couple. It's not bliss cross applesauce. You know what I mean? But it is definitely one of those love-hate type relationships that you can see. So WWE tried to ease into it the best they could and you know, it's not a throwaway show, but it is definitely a transitional show as we get on the road to WrestleMania, you know, heading into Royal Rumble. So, this is uh, this was a nice way for them to make them needing to team up make sense. You want to fight them? I mean, I'm trying to fight them. I think we're going to need to team up. Well, you know what? I hate your soul. But we gonna have to team up and kick some ass uh, the title's on the, Oh, oh, Oscar man, Yo, who writes this? But yeah, it was great Because, you know, Charlie C backstage Oscar and Kyrie And here goes Alright, so, um What the hell are y'all trying to say? Not, well Y'all know this is pretty much what it is After all of the beat up sessions Like, what's going on? What, What is this? And Oscar comes on Like, look We challenge you to challenge us for these that was all they needed but no problem with the rest of it you know what i mean but that that was all they needed right there that was that and i was like oh sold on that that's popping that, that, that was good it was good stuff from oscar you know on microphone Kyrie is yo she she's so anime man like she's adorable anime and it's it's just so hilarious to me it's oh man just, just good stuff. Just just good stuff. You know, with the, the beat-ups, the screaming outside. Just just good. Uh, you gotta learn how to hit a little harder. But it's okay because it all goes into the character development, right? So, yeah. Uh, Becky actually did what the Queen could not. That was, excuse me, the story going into the match. And Becky did pick up the victory uh, over... Uh, the Kabuki Warriors. So, how about that? We'll uh, we'll see how this uh, unfolds at TLC. Are Charlotte and Becky even going to be able to coexist? Are they going to be able to coincide? Are they going to be able to work as a cohesive unit against the women's tag team champions? We'll see. We, we will see this Sunday at TLC. Streaming live for the WWE Network. But I- I'm saying the the way this this show was marketed was something different, but it wasn't necessarily hot shotting heat it was like just building it up and now it's now i mean i want to see the match i wasn't interested when i heard about it initially like oh yeah those two are probably going to take on those two All all right charlotte and becky are you know like we've seen them but you know why not I actually do think like now they got a little bit more of a story so now they're gonna have a little bit more of a story to tell in ring they got a little bit more of that you know the personal conflict between the four of them so it's good stuff like it's cool this would be a throwaway match on a random episode of raw like three years ago you know what i mean but now we got tag team championships involved we got top superstars involved three of the four superstars are literally at the top of the women's division right now in the brands like and I'm talking three or four women involved. You know what I mean? Because we not about to discount Sasha and Bailey. Ain't no goddamn way we discount Sasha and Bailey. You know what I'm saying? So I mean it's good stuff. And I'm I'm excited for that match. So we'll go from there and see how it all plays out, uh, next week. Eric Rowan takes on unlocale locale and literally beat Wins via TKO or fight stop, well match stoppage. Uh, what was it like? Four? Well, it was three iron claws and one choke slam. I believe the third one was the choke slam. But whoever Unlo Kale was, man, he got his ass kicked, and he was not. He was way too straight in taking those choke slams or iron claw slams. Don't want to disrespect Rowan, but why did he catch four of those? Well. I think the crowd might have popped crazy for this, because I know I kind of did. But apparently, Eric Rowan's very expensive camera that he has uh in that cage or knapsack, the burlap sack. I forget what. It was the Vic Joe tried to keep it simple last night. But it's like, nah man, that burlap sack, bro. That was kind of funny. So we're gonna go ahead with the knickknacks and paddywax value took. But no, um the the superstar <laughs> It was such a great element, like, it was, he was, the match starts out, the guy jumps out the ring, runs and grabs the cage, and runs up the ramp with it. What an idiot, he should have stayed with it at Red backstage, with no, you know, just for the good of the story, he, uh, run, he gets to the top of the ramp, and, uh, you know, drops it, and, you know, Rowan goes up there, almost gets counted out, runs back down to the ring, and completely destroys Uno Kale, R.I.P., who is next? The main event is next. So now, uh, you know what? Even though this was the main event, it did it was a little short. I was enjoying the match between AJ and uh, Rey Mysterio. I was looking forward to it the whole night, and the show kept me interested enough to anticipate it. You know, also like, oh man, and Ran AJ's gonna go at it. So you know what? This was actually a good episode of Raw, in my opinion. Now. Uh, it was quick, it went by rather fast. I'm not upset at that part. Randy came out, you know, surprised AJ a little bit. Uh, we're not gonna talk about the botch, you know, because I don't know what that, I guess it was gonna be a second row. uh, what was it? Uh, what, what is that called, the Styles Clash? So second row Styles Clash, I wouldn't even be mad at. It's okay, these guys were fatigued, we could call that all in the match. These guys were tired, they, they went in enough, and you know they definitely the bodies gave out for a split second they put on a great match so it wasn't like we're gonna sit here and take it away but the audible they called to make randy's cue uh work with that st- oh my god what a stiff power bomb god damn you know aj is so strong and he's so small it's just like man that like there you go man and there we go power bomb into the styles clash that was popping. You, sh- you just shows the professionalism. Randy's in the ring. Surprises AJ. Ray gets a roll-up victory. One, two, three, and there is part one of your main event. Part two of this main event. Before we get out of here, Daddy can hear it. Anyway, look now. Liv Morgan is getting the Emolina makeover and. I am beyond excited for it. I couldn't even speak during the sec during the little package. I was so excited for it, like I, I didn't even think that we were gonna get something that cool. Uh, I I didn't know what Liv was gonna come back as. I had a couple of my own ideas based on my own inspirations, but it wouldn't uh, it would still be uh, a little ways out. You know, before Liv comes out. Are we going to get the, a bunch of weeks? I don't want to say we should get that. Because as soon as it happened, then they just like pulled the plug on that. And it's like, oh man, like when Emmalina finally, you know, debuted. It's like, yeah, I'm going back to Emma now. So it's like, what the fuck? What was that? You know, like, it's just a little upsetting. Just a little. But um, now, apparently, it's going to be a Liv Morgan makeover. And yay. You know, like, um, I don't want to say we, they should cut her hair, you know, but I mean, she's, yo, man, she's, yo, she's fucking left, bruh. Like she actually is such a ball of charisma that, and, you know, and then she's aggressive enough and she's gotten better. She's always known how to do that little matrix bridge thing. And, you know, she's like she's always been just a wild one, like the the true wild card of the riot squad, in my opinion, you know, and shouts to Ruby and Sarah Logan both. But, you know, I was always uh, more of a Liv Morgan guy, you know, like the, it's just been like that for a while. It took a while to say, it, you know, acknowledge it for myself. But that is real. So with that, apparently we are running low on time. For these segments So uh, Shout out to everybody To bring you the podcast Each and every week Roll with right. I ain't, I don't care what None of y'all say Y'all could be as mad As y'all want to be Get out my face with it If you're upset Take it up with VKM In the comments section And see how You're responded to Or You could come on This direction And start understanding That I'm Aiding And providing y'all With some of this Weekly entertainment Now you want to come Fight about it you get your ass kicked like drave maverick but whatever either way i will catch you guys for smackdown live we're definitely gonna be paying attention to nxt this week trying to see who some superstars are that might really 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 uh you know stand out come rumble time so um yeah shouts to Keith Lee, shouts to the undisputed ever you know what I mean? Shouts to Leo Rush. All of the folks, you know, that Aiden bringing us a very entertaining show. Shouts to Matt Riddle. I don't even want to leave anybody out. Shouts to Dakota Kott. Tegan, Are you alright? Dakota, what up? Mia, no hood ratting. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. I'm out of here, y'all. I'll catch you guys next time, man. Peace. Uh, TLC Sunday.